and welcome to Unsolicited with Jenny and Mary, a podcast containing mostly intelligent thoughts on things that may or may not matter. I'm Jenny Ewell. I'm Mary O'Regan. Hello. Hello. Uh, so today we're going to try and blast through three topics. Yep. So we're going to try and stay on task here and not talk your ears off for too long. We're going to try. Uh, we're going to try. Uh, our three topics today are... Um, I don't want to give anything away yet, but the first one is a, a hot new fashion trend. It's not sweeping the nation, but definitely like uh, it's some very sweeping a small portion of like Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Well, a small. <laughs> it depends on what demographic you're in. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after that, we're gonna talk about. Um, Mary was saying that as she's gotten older, she has a much harder time watching fictional uh television programs and movies that have violence god um, i sound I... like the world's <laughs> that... oldest woman in the world did you all know that i'm 86 years old i'm 86 <laughs> she sounds years old very young She's got her way um and how maybe i don't feel the same way maybe you and... feel the opposite way in fact <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it i'll tell you exactly what my stance is on okay. that uh and then lastly we're going to talk about this crazy um AI-powered chatbot called Replica. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Yes. That we found out about this week. It's almost like a demigod. <laughs> right? Like a little bit? I don't actually know the, the, the true definition of a demigod. Is it just like a sub-god? <laughs> I like don't actually god? either. All I know is that I married a nerd, and I'm pretty sure that he's used that in casual conversation <laughs> before, and I'm trying to pick it up. I feel like demigod is like assistant to god or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like a minor god, like a god that's like not ultimate power but maybe like has some i was gonna say god jr but then i think for some people <laughs> jesus christ so i don't really know what i'm talking about <laughs> god light <laughs> exactly. okay okay so you wanted to you shared this this new fashion yeah yeah whatever with me oh again I, wait you tell you talk about it first and okay I have a comment okay so basically it is the next evolution of normcore which I'm just going to go ahead and assume people know what Normcore is. But if not, I will explain it briefly. It is hearkening back to the 90s kind of minimalism. It's like the um, Kate Moss, Calvin Klein style of like dressing so basic that it's like you don't care. I'm wearing like your mom jeans or your khaki pants and your like white t-shirt and your um, like slide clogs and just like 90s gap. Yeah, yeah, like 90s Gap, totally. Just like, you don't care. And it uh, generally, it's it's a trend that hot people do because it kind of allows their natural hotness to come through <laughs> because their clothes are so bland that it's not detracting from anything. <laughs> so if you walk through Brooklyn, you'll see like gorgeous models all wearing like shitty shower slides and like ill-fitting jeans and like old t-shirts that are completely blank and i think it's also that thing that like hot people dress like that because it doesn't it's fucking frustrating but it doesn't matter what they wear they it's true. everything they wear they look hot it's true like it's if true. i wore that i'd have my little my little pooch <laughs> busting out the pleats and you know i'd just be like, like kind of slouchy posture and yeah it, it would be bad, would be bad. Well, well jenny maybe you will like this new trend that i think you and i have both kind of adapted somewhat and it's called menocore so it's menopause <laughs> thank you man repeller normcore yes thank you totally kudos to the man repeller that that they coined it so it's basically like 
Eileen Fisher style, but almost like more so. It's like the retired Southwestern art teacher who goes on vacation and like meets her like massage therapist friend and they like wear like a fisherman's cap and like linen pants and knit shirts with like plastic bead necklaces and it's basically what your what moms wear moms who were wearing normcore wear now that they're in their 60s and it's it's kind of like normcore like up a notch art, because it's like an it's like an art school teacher like a retired did you already say totally. that I, th- yeah. I might have yeah it's definitely like because with with normcore at least there could be a little bit of hotness because mom jeans do kind of accentuate the booty and like a t-shirt well that's kind of drapey on the chest and stuff this is covering up shapeless anything <laughs> you got going Which is my on favorite favorite fucking <laughs> thing in the world it's all about comfort it is all about comfort and basically it's about it's about like bucking fashion kind of except when you start to buck fashion and then it becomes fashion. Hence what happened with Normcore. Yes. Yes. And I think that this is on maybe not the cusp and obviously it's probably like, like with Normcore also not necessarily something that can be adapted by the masses because once again, it's these people who are actually very fashionable and love fashion that are Mm -hmm. doing it. I, I hate to throw the, the ironic word in there, but it does, I feel like, have a little bit of that. But also, I think... It's for hardcore these, ironic. It's very ironic. Also, there's the comfort element, which I think is is a is a more practical thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the irony is is evident. But, mm-hmm. like, you can be ironic and be wearing, like, a bodysuit that, like, that, you know, that, like, your butt cheeks are hanging out of. And you you know what I mean? <laughs> yep, like also in Brooklyn. That could, yeah, that can be ironic, but it's not what I would expect to have any sort of practical application mm-hmm. unless it's just that you don't want to wear underpants and a top. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but this, like with the whole, they talk about like no waistbands, which is something that I am hugely in favor of. Wonderful um, thing. I actually talked to a friend of ours like a couple months ago, um, Mona, and she was saying that she has made it her life's mission to never – ever buy anything again that has a fixed waistband and And i was just like yeah and i was like you're my goddamn hero like that's amazing (laughs) how do you even how do you even do that and still look good because she does i Um, mean the the only thing i'm going to say about that is that it is hard to like wear something that's kind of interesting exciting because you're wearing the same silhouette all the time mm -hmm. like if you only wear loose dresses that's it there's not really I mean you can vary up like the color or the print but like I don't know that that to oh, me is just a little bit of a uh, <laughs> too I far have a lot of I have a lot of very loose dresses <laughs> in my closet yeah I feel I you really, so do I. Oh, I really really do I'm just realizing the last three dresses I bought have no waistband nice oh god it, is it is it, it that's the other thing too like is it weird to be embracing menocore when I'm actually probably pretty close to menopause no you know no, okay. especially that- because you are in the fashion world. And so you're you're aware of like the level of irony and but also the <laughs> level of like surpassing irony, because this is one of those things. All right. Perfect example. Birkenstocks. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. remember like five years ago. OK, maybe maybe even a little bit longer, like six years ago. The idea of wearing a Birkenstock was like disgusting. It oh, was yeah. gross. That was what like old men wore like my boyfriend. Your boyfriend. You just imagine it like hairy, gnarled feet wearing Birkenstocks <laughs> and they're always dirty, right? Just gross. And then suddenly Not my boyfriend. And then suddenly Celine had a show 
and all the models were wearing Celine Birkenstocks. I mean, not the brand Birkenstock, but like imitation Birkenstocks by Celine. And they had uh, the hair on the sole. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the suddenly furry, it, the that was Birks. it. Yeah. that Everything changed and everybody had to have some. And I'm convinced that the reason it was so successful was not just because Celine, but because that brand picked up on a comfort trend. And who doesn't love a comfort trend? That's why this trend could succeed. I could see that. Although, you know, Birkenstocks aren't all that comfortable. I mean, they are if you wear them hard, like a lot. You have to break them I, in. I tried breaking in. I wore some a couple weekends ago, these new clogs that I got. And my foot hurt so bad. Dude, like fully. I have returned a pair before because I couldn't stand the break-in. But I'm telling you, ask your, ask your boyfriend. He knows. If know. you break those in, if you do the like six months of hard work that it's going to take, <laughs> it really does take like a whole season of wearing them in pain. Then you graduate and suddenly like they're the only shoes you want to wear. And then like 20 years later, your feet are fucked up and you're like, it's because I wore those Birkenstocks for it could six be true. months. It could be true. Maybe Stress you fractures. should just get Steve to wear them for you and break them in for you like a loving boy. What size foot do you think I have? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe an extra big foot will really break him in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he could fit his feet in my clogs. <laughs> Anyway, um, I'm calling it right now. I think that this trend is going to take off. I think it, at least in the fashion sector, I think it's going to go somewhere. I don't doubt it. I did want to tell you about one other thing that I read. Um, another trend that I didn't know about called Gorpcore. What? <laughs> Gorp and I want to say for, for the record that the whole blank core thing is starting to grate on me the way yeah. that blank Easter does. Yes. You know what I mean? Or ologists. Oh, yeah. Like, I hate fashionista. I hate stylista. I hate mixologist. It's jump I know the shark. I'm an uptight person, yep. uptight person, but um, yeah, so GORPCORE, I had to look it up. Apparently, GORP stands for uh, shit. it's an acronym, Gr- yeah, granola, oats, raisins, and peanuts, oh, or granola, Lord. oatmeal, raisins, and peanuts. I think, I think that's what it is. Wait, and is it's this like, a food or a style of dress? Oh, it's a style of dress. It's like because <laughs> I want to eat it. It's like um, it's like uh, cool, like outdoor wear. So like um, you know, cool. uh, like fleece. Yeah. So like, uh, like what like, Patagonia is trying to do, mm-hmm. but but uh. like succeeding, like um, like I don't know, like cool rapper dudes. I can't remember the dude yeah. who was wearing. It's not Chance, but it's somebody like like that level of cool was wearing like head to toe fleece. Yeah. Um, was it Adidas? Patagonia. I feel like Adidas no, is it, kind of it might have been Patagonia. Is the Supreme count? No, that's yes, not outdoors anything wear. Supreme does, anything really? Supreme does. Yeah, but I think they have to do it. It has to be like a partnership, Supreme and something else. That's true. Um, well, wait, but, but Supreme is not technically outdoor wear. That's like active no, wear. So I guess no, that's no, no, different. No. But it was like Supreme hooked up with some outdoor wear. Oh, okay. Company. But um, but yeah, this whole Gorpcore thing, I was reading an article about that too. <laughs> Dude, you're going to have to send me that because I'm going to have again, to show that to my hiker husband. He's going to blow his, like he's, he's going to puke everywhere. Yeah, yeah he is. But it was the comfort and the practicality thing. Yeah, 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 I could see that. I could see that. Anyway, okay, we're calling it. It's gonna, Menopore. it's gonna come out, and we're gonna be right there too. <laughs> you guys will be with us for the change. <laughs> we're gonna be right there. <laughs> okay, what um, do we have next? Oh, yes. So tell me about your feelings. We, uh, you've never really. I, okay, I don't want to say this as like I like watching violence, but I. <laughs> do though yeah i really like scary movies i mean yeah like that's kind of what they're all about though right because without that they wouldn't be what they are yeah but i'm i I will say to what you to your point that as you're getting older you can't really deal with violence in in film and television um 
when I was younger, I would watch pretty much any scary movies, like slasher movies, all that other stuff. As I've gotten older, I don't like those. I don't like really to watch killer stalker movies. I don't like like, torture porn. Oh, I hate that. Saw, I've never seen it. I won't ever see it. Yeah, don't see Um, that shit. Hostile, I'll never see it. I'll never watch Human Centipede. I hate all that crap. And the thing with that is that like, there's enough really awful stuff that goes on in the world that I don't want to see other people doing that to each other. And that's, yeah, that's the reason. Yeah. Like that's the, I mean, it's, well, it's not fully the reason. I think that I have a hard time, like, and it didn't used to be like this because I used to love, like, my favorite movies growing up were like It and like The Shining and stuff like that. The miniseries It was your favorite? I loved that movie. I was eight, (laughs) though. I was eight. I thought I thought it was pretty advanced for an eight-year-old to love it. I thought <laughs> that movie was incredible. Impressive. I would have been fucking terrified at eight if I'd seen that that miniseries. I was terrified, but I couldn't look away. Um, mm. And now I can't even watch the trailer for the remake. <laughs> I can't even watch the trailer. The fact that Corey, my husband, said that it's scary, and he doesn't think anything is scary. I can't even look at the poster for that. It is a little scary. They definitely have revamped Pennywise to be more fucking terrifying than Tim Curry was Ugh, not into that. But I um, think, I think it comes down to like, it's not just that there's so much violence in the world today. It's just that I, I can't really like separate it as much anymore. I mean, I know that the people are acting, but like, I just don't want to see that kind of pain. It just, it makes me so sad. And that's not how I want to spend, spend my free time feeling no, devastated or horrified, you know? Yeah, that's understandable. Um, I I think too like so like the stuff that I watch like I actually don't I have a hard time watching truly violent dramatic movies like I can't really deal with those but like I'll war totally, movies yeah like war movies or um, movies where people are just like you know movies about slavery or oh yeah um, mm-hmm. I can't watch injust- stuff either yeah like injustices or when um, kind or or subjugated people are being like brutalized i can't yep. i can't watch that stuff Did which you maybe sophie's choice no god oh, don't ever i mean see i that i know i know the premise mm-hmm. <laughs> just, and i'm probably i know i'm missing out on like incredible cinema um but i i i, I, I don't know but then conversely i will totally watch almost any zombie movie you put in front of me (laughs) zombies i can almost handle a little bit because i know that like they're just so not real at all i mean i look away at the gross part but like i don't identify with the zombie as being a person really it's more just kind of like a monster like for example i can watch stranger things i'm a little bit nervous about the next season because it looks pretty (laughs) scary but i'm gonna give it a go it's like pg-13 level that's like right where i'm at (laughs) 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 gotta get down with those teens those pre-teens me and them were on the same wavelength and but like but more than that and it's just a little it's a really good example did you see the jordan peele movie get out yes i thought that movie was awesome and i knew just by seeing the the trailer that i could watch 75 percent of it and then I stopped at exactly the right time. And oh. that's when like all shit broke loose. Yeah. And it was, there was a fair amount of violence in the end. And yeah. uh, it was difficult to watch. Yeah. But I guess in some way I, you, you're at that point, you're so invested in the, the heroes, you know, plight right. yeah. that you're just like, you're just like, just get, just get him. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like you, yeah. you just, re- you, you just don't even so care. Want, 
you just so want him to like it, the things that they've done to him or tried to do to him. You're just like, which I realize is probably maybe in real life I wouldn't have wanted him to do that, but yeah. um, but yeah, I just wanted him to get out of there. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Similar note. Do you identify as a pacifist? <sighs> I do. I do. I feel like I do. I know. I'm sure that could be put to the test, but I currently do not think that violence solves anything, and I'm fully against war, 100 percent in all cases. And I'm fully against, like, I don't think police officers should have guns. I don't think there should be death penalty. Like, I'm against all killing. Yeah. All of it. I mean, I I think that I do. I think that I am or that I would aspire to be. But I remember, like, I used to think about this when I was younger and my little sister was a lot younger. Like, you know, she's only 22. So, like, when she was, like, I don't know, single digits. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would think to myself, like, what would I do if anybody hurt her? Mm Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to think about what I would do. Like, yeah. Um, but again, like that's a really extreme, extreme thought to have, you know, it would have to be, I'd have to know, uh, it would have to be probably like in the moment I'd have to be, know that I was protecting her, like all right. that stuff. Right. For um, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd like to think that I am a pacifist and I definitely think like we need way fewer guns on the streets yeah. and Clearly, I think you're probably right about our police forces not having guns because it seems that training and everything isn't like helping. I mean, they have clearly demonstrated that they are not capable of using them properly. Yeah. um, Especially after your hometown this last week. It's Um, all fucked up. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't I would like to be, but I don't know that I could say assuredly that I am. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm also I have a temper. You don't know that. You're not a murderer. <laughs> you never know. You are not it's, key to the moment. You know, it is interesting. You you say that you have a temper, and I've known you for like almost six years now, and I've and I don't feel like I've ever seen, seen it. it. How it must be so dormant. Talk when does it come ex-husband. out? How often does it come out? Like once a year? Track uh, it depends. Something? It depends on who the person is. You could talk to my mother. You could talk to my ex-husband. Um, it the, the certain people can very easily mm. bring it out. Mm. Um, but or just you know the yeah co- certain conversations with certain people can definitely send me off the deep end. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I've tried to sort of rein that in and realize also that some things aren't worth getting upset about um, yeah. to that extent. Or talking about things or walking away from things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I have a temper. <laughs> All right. I believe you. I believe you. I feel like I did see it come out a little bit that one time. I think it was like our going away party when we were moving and you and your brother had both oh, had a little, yeah. <laughs> little bit to drink and you started talking about family dynamics and then there let's was not, some yelling. Let's not quote and <laughs> me. Let's not quote me. <laughs> we won't quote you. <laughs> but yeah, that but, was... Um, yeah, there was... It was a little glimmer. So when I say like certain people, like my brother, family... <laughs> one of them? They can get me... Aww. They can get me riled up pretty yeah, quickly. Because they you. know exactly... Whether they realize it or not, they know exactly what to do. Totally, um, totally. Oh, another thing I wanted to point out. So I was saying before about how like I really love zombie movies and yeah, um, I also like like supernatural shit, like vampire, werewolf, all that crap. Mm-hmm. But it's funny I stopped watching The Walking Dead because I got oh. so tired of the of having to watch non zombies people, just humans, people killing each other violently. Oh right, 
Yeah. And there was like a pretty big scene, I guess, in the last, the season finale of last season. And I had heard about who died and I was just like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I'm done. Wow. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I guess in a way I'm sort of like you, but I have like some strange appetite for still the scary stuff, but it has to be somehow distance a bit from people even though people right. end up dying in these movies that i watch yeah it, it it makes it less real which maybe isn't a good thing but i don't know it's strange i i feel you i also don't really understand why the walking dead has been going on for so long because how is it not run its course with the whole zombie thing like clearly they're not getting rid of all the zombies right no like, they're not it's they're not getting rid of the zombies no, it's basically the, now to this point, and that was the other thing that kind of depressed me because sometimes I think I watch those movies, apocalyptic movies too, like to see like flickers of human redemption. Yeah. And so with that show, it's gotten to the point where it's so depressing because you realize that they're never going it, to, it's basically just you're constantly either trying to claw your way, you know, not claw your way, but like fight against the humans. Yeah. Because the only humans that are increasingly left around are just really bad people. Totally. Or you're going to get turned into a zombie. That's all that, that's all that it is. Ugh. So you're, it's like, it's kind of really fucking. Depressing. Is it like, a, it's like a peek into our future when like the water wars happen? Probably. I mean, and then that just makes me be like, Whoa. so then I go outside and I watch my birds. <laughs> <laughs> and you feed them little like pretzels on the ledge and watch pretzels. them. Like, That's too much pretzels. salt, oh, Mary. For God's sake. You are monitoring the sodium intake of the birds in your yard. They, they don't want any salt. They don't need salt. They're birds. <laughs> I'm get sure them they would the, love salt. No, you get them the dry roasted unsalted peanuts in a shell. They love it. Did you research this? Yes. Of course you did. That is why we love you. Godspeed, Jenny. I'm an amateur birder, Mary. <laughs> oh, you are. That's good. That's good. We all need our happies. H- happies. Hobbies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is my happy. <laughs> Your happy hobby. Yeah. Just don't, just don't ever like send me any movies that have like killer birds. Oh, well, the birds. Oh, yeah. But those are seagulls. I don't have those. Oh, wait. There's crows in that, too. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Crows are the ones fucking everything up. If you find me with my eyes pecked out, you know who did it. Oh, <laughs> the Stellar's Day in your backyard. Oh, it was. It wouldn't be. <laughs> Hopping around my body. Um, okay, let's talk about our third topic. Third topic. You found this article, right? And Replica. sent it over? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Replica is... Um, well, first, let's start with this whole thing. Okay, I'm looking up this. Where is their site? Okay replica so they are it's created by uh this company called luca Mm -hmm. um and what spurred it was the one of the women the founders of luca she had a friend who died unexpectedly he was pretty young i think in his 30s and he was hit by a car and died um and so she because her company works with like artificial intelligence ai and chatbots she decided she wanted she she took all of her text communications between her and this man that died and then fed them into this ai chatbot program then she also took all these communications from other people that he'd known so basically what she did was she fed it all into this ai and created a chatbot that was this friend that she lost and it so replicated she replicated her personality his his personality. His personality. Yeah, 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 exactly. So when she wanted to talk to him, she would just go chat with this thing and it would respond like he would. And it, it also would like continue to learn 
the more information that it was, you know, given, it would continue to evolve and learn and continue to be more and more like him. So from that, which is already like, whoa. Kind of creepy, right? For starters, can we just stop right there? Would you do that with a dead person in your life? Well, no. Also, I've watched Black Mirror, so I know that those things never end well. True. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I, I guess I, I mean, I do see the, the desire to do that. Um, but it also, as we talked about before, like how does that stymie the, um, the healing process, the grief process, right? Like I fully agree. I I don't know. That's the reason I wouldn't do it. You're not getting over it. You're dragging it out. Like that's, that's when, you know, like everybody has a moment when they're grieving where they like go through and they read every email they ever got from the person and they're so sad about it and they look through all the pictures and, but that's part of the healing process is to like take it all in and then like put it in a box and like go about your life. Bury it deep in your soul. You kind of have to, if you're going to heal. I mean, that's sort of (laughs) what healing is about is acceptance. And really that's probably just burying and like time passing. So you forget a little bit, but um yeah so this would totally inhibit that i think i don't think it's healthy no i think so too it's definitely um a large step beyond just um just like you said like looking at pictures or rereading text or emails or even watching like video you know it's Mm -hmm. it's very present whereas that those things are past you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. Um, especially if you're sharing day-to-day like oh here's what i did today you know yeah again it's like it feels a little bit off yeah fully um, unhealthy so anyway what they did was they took this whole concept uh, which is already a little bit like well i don't know and um they created this app called replica which is currently invite only uh and the way that they describe it is it's personal ai friend that you raise (laughs) i just read this now and it just was like that you raise through text conversations and i thought of like you raise it like a spirit (laughs) wow i mean kind (laughs) of that's sort of a double entendre (laughs) i know it's so weird um it says so they further go on to say you talk to it and it learns to talk like you and mimic your personality it holds on to your memories and helps you this part i'm like what helps you connect more deeply with your friends and with yourself i don't know about the friends part but maybe because it provides introspection i don't know it it becomes you being friends with yourself which is like you know in theory sounds healthy but i think it's almost a little bit narcissistic because it's like having the ultimate yes man right Mm -hmm. there to just like reinforce everything that you already are thinking and believing and feeling and and you know maybe some people need that people who are like really low self-esteem or not confident enough and they need that like reinforcement of their ideas and and things that they like and think and stuff but i i don't know what do you think i I, well i so i come from like i'm a cynic right Mm -hmm. like i'm i was gonna say i'm an optimistic cynic but i don't know if optimistic is really the right word um I'm a little bit of a pie-eyed, like I'm like a oh, dreamy cynic. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know, but I, I and I, and neither one of us has downloaded this app or tried it. No, yet. but I did look in the app store and read some of the reviews. Yeah. Oh, w- you want to tell me really quickly what you were going to talk about that? Well, let's talk about what this app does more so, and then we okay, can talk okay. about the reviews. Um, I just feel like if I personally use this and read these things, I kind of imagine that I would be kind of eye rolling. Like if I said to replica, I was like, you know, I'm really sad today. Will you tell me you love me? And it was like, I love you. I'd be like, you're a fucking AI bot chatbot. (laughs) Right. Right. But, um, but I know that that's not like that for everybody that like people, 
really connect sometimes with, you know, it's like, um, like <laughs> just throw it back, like AOL chat rooms, you know, like yeah. it's a, it's a disembodied persona and people, mm-hmm. you know, you'd go in there and people would be pretending to be something that they, they weren't. And, but you'd still potentially connect with people and, yeah. um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It seems a little bit. The thing that I get a little bit nervous about is that I feel like this is yet another step in the direction of not having to actually see or connect with a real actual human. You know, like our phones have already put this wall in front of us of like, hey, you never need to make a phone call again in the rest of your life. Just text Mm -hmm. or like you don't even actually have to see each other because you can just go look at their Instagram and see what they're doing. And there's no need to catch up anymore because you can look at their Facebook and they just updated you on what they had for dinner. And there's just not a need to connect with people in real life anymore. Instead, we all have these online personas that are connecting with each other. There aren't even our real personas. And it's it's weird man there's this whole different sense of self i feel like the sense of self itself mm-hmm. is starting to just change big How time so? what do you like what do you mean i think that we the self that we all thought we were was one thing and now it's two like my real life mm-hmm. self and my online mm-hmm. self are not the same and i don't think anybody's is i'm not even sure if it's possible to be because the online self is kind of a performative self a little yeah. bit Real selves are messy. Yeah. Like just like how your personal self and your work self are usually different. You mm -hmm. know, there's like, I I think I even read that somewhere. There's your, your home self, your personal self, and then your online self. And those are like the three selves that everybody has to contend with right now. And like, and manage those three identities and like how at least, right? Yeah. I mean, there could, you know, there could very well be your, like your social in real life self and then your social online self and your, work online self and your in-person work self and stuff like that but it's just a little messy i don't know and i if you're going to be online there's kind of no way around it because you can't really be the same person online and in real life it's like not possible no and it would be you'd probably lose friends yeah it would be a total letdown everybody would be like (laughs) you're so boring you're so gross (laughs) exactly (laughs) but also i mean i see i see your point and i do somewhat agree with it but also i mean i think that the private self and the public self like if you just break it down to those two like the public self is a little bit like you're sort of splitting hairs even more by saying online versus you know whatever work or right just outside self but true you know, I, I don't think a lot of people are going to truly ever in any, well, some people do, but share that really private, I'm alone self with yeah very many people. It's um, true. It is interesting, though, like, you know, I, and I'm sure we've talked about this in the past, but it is such a, yeah, performative, like mm-hmm. you are, it's just curated, like the, the online self yeah. has, there's so much more time to perfect that image that you could never, even if you wanted your online self and your work self to be the same, they can't be because one of you is in person, you yeah. know, yeah. presuming yeah. that you work in an office and you can't be perfect in person. You just can't like sometimes sometime you're going to have fucking food in your teeth or you're going to like say something kind of stupid or you're going to be Are late you just to something. just picking out or... stuff that I do or what? <laughs> oh no. It happened to me All last me. week. I, All I me. came back from a meeting and I like went to the bathroom and then I like noticed a piece of green in my teeth and I come back to the desk and I'm like, you guys, I had salad in my teeth and no one told me. <laughs> Those <laughs> they are were not like, true friends. I was like, no, they were like, I swear I didn't see it. I swear I would have told you. I was like, all right, all right, all right. 
That's the worst. The worst. It is the worst. Um, so, okay. So, so are we freaked out by this at all? Because this is, this is just another hint at our future kind of that like, I'm freaked out by it. I'm also freaked out by the fact that if you're so again, this company says that like they hold your personal information and you know, very mm, safely, like they yeah. don't want to profit off it. La da da da. That's what, they're saying but who the fuck knows if someone takes this and then builds upon it what happens then so then you have you're out there and you have ai chatbots that sound like you what at what point do does that sort of i like identity theft like actual identity theft you know what yeah. i mean like like they could they could personality use, theft. they could use your personality and text your boyfriend whatever the hell they want and he would know it's you because of the way that you come off or sound that's fucked up that like is kind of fucked up. That's really freaky. Yeah. Uh, oh, I have to share a quick little tidbit with you. So um, Warby Parker, uh, they use chatbots. Um, excuse me. No, they use text um, oh. sometimes to communicate with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was looking at some glasses and I think I started an order or whatever and they reached out to me or I started an order and they needed information from me. So they reached out to me via text. So I'm texting with this person um, and they asked me like some questions or something. And then at one point I was like, are you a chatbot? <laughs> yeah. And they were like, no, I'm, I'm a real, real person. Oh, really? Like, All right. Wow. I was like, I don't know if I'd know anyway, but that's cool. I think uh, chatbots are programmed to admit it. I actually, I wrote some, um, some text interactions or whatever for work for a chatbot that, um, didn't launch, but like, it was interesting to see the behind the scenes of like what you're supposed to, how you're kind of frame it have for people. Disclose? Yeah. I mean, it's good to basically to be transparent because there's going to be times when people ask you stuff that you have no good answer to. That's mm-hmm. very human. Like there's just the canned answers of like, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. You know, like that's the, one of the canned answers when somebody asks like, would you prefer a pink flamingo or a kick in the junk? You know, like I'm not really <laughs> sure what you mean by that is what the bot would say. It's a kick in the junk. Um, <laughs> so it's interesting to me though, that the only, and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but it seems like the only reason in that scenario to disclose was in order to avoid a bad customer experience and not have someone not buy something rather than hey, this is fucking freaky. We should let you know you're talking with the, the chatbot. Yeah, true. I think they usually disclose right up front when it is a chatbot or like it's called something. Like the Do name. They usually have names because I know on one site it's always like Jennifer wants to talk to you and I'm like fucking I don't want to fucking talk to Jennifer. Like, <laughs> I love that you used your own name no, as an example. My name. It was my name. That's why I was just like what the fuck? Maybe know. Jenny maybe they started a replica of you and that was yourself. Oh, <laughs> you missed out. That the was only your person big opportunity. Was my brother. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was your brother who programmed a replica to sound like you. <laughs> Surprise me. <laughs> oh man. Uh. <laughs> So yeah, this is one of those things where like the this is this is the beginning of fake consciousness. Yeah, you know? were talking about like that before. it is the beginning so, of simulated consciousness that it looks just like the real thing. And if you don't actually have to like take a pulse, it might as well be the real thing. You know, and like maybe this is maybe this is the future, man. Like fifty years from now, we're all just gonna be internet consciousness. And like little like pods floating around in space of consciousness, like communicating with each other through some sort of unseen internet 
web thing and we won't because we won't have a planet anymore right we're gonna fucking destroy that and and so elon musk is gonna invent this probably or his baby does he have kids he'll probably make one (laughs) (laughs) and then his kid will invent the little like consciousness pods that we'll all float around in and then we'll never die Corey's theory is that this generation currently is the last generation that will die of old age. Oh, that's fucked up. And then from then on, you'll only die from like being hit by a car or like drowning or, you know, like there will be no more like medical issues. Do you really think that's possible? Like that we could prolong life indefinitely? I think eventually, because if we continue to let AI just be smarter than us and the singularity develops and say the singularity decides that it wants to be buddies with us instead of just destroying us and like taking over the universe mm-hmm. um then it it's it's basically a god or a demigod if you will and um <laughs> it can do anything like cure all diseases and and yeah for sure anything is possible how does that work i don't understand because once writing a sci-fi novel like how does the singularity work no i'm just married to a nerd so i ask him oh literally he loves when i ask him these questions if i ever want to like put him in a good mood i'll be like baby how does the singularity work and he'll be like let me tell you (laughs) it's basically you create imagine that yeah you create like uh artificial life like a chat bot and it just keeps improving itself and it improves itself so fast cure all the sicknesses so you mean like, uh, like because they become so cells? intelligent they just learn all of human knowledge and then they keep compounding that and exponentially it grows and they just know everything oh so like um like whopper from war games it's like super smart what is that whopper <laughs> from burger king <laughs> no, from war games but that was more of a is military that a movie? it's it i keep hitting the microphone sorry uh it's not important. I just wanted to name drop Whopper. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're making me hungry. Uh, interesting. So mm-hmm. I hadn't really thought of it like that. So it just is like, it just incrementally is so much smarter than us that it figures out all the stuff that we're, our little brains, our puny brains aren't able to. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It gets, it just, we create a monster basically. I mean, maybe that's what happened in the matrix. I'm not sure. It but is. there have been, there have been a whole bunch of movies about this. Well, right, because the Matrix was super smart AI that then used us as food. I don't remember anymore. Literally, all I remember about the Matrix is Keanu Reeves flying around a room <laughs> and, like, Lawrence Fishburne coming in and, like, that being all, like, smart. And then them, like, kicking some dudes wearing sunglasses. Yeah, that's a, it was a lot of that. A lot, a lot of that. That was, but like, the main movie. I don't know what else they But, the whole, but the whole point, and I'm I sorry think, for everybody. Was Whoopi Goldberg to... in it? I'm not sure. <laughs> Shit, I don't think so. Maybe that's I remember just, that part. I'm conflating her being in Star Trek with her being in The Matrix. She should have been, <laughs> if anything. She's just like in a corner like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, um, basically. There is, yeah, so the whole thing is like we're living in, like I was telling you before how some people say that we are already living in a, like a fabricated world. and a like, simulated reality. Yeah, like the Men in Black thing at the end of the first yeah. Men in Black where like these big aliens were just like, were like, players in their big game yeah um, which i don't i don't believe that i have a really i can't i think my brain can't handle those kinds of thoughts it can't quite go I, there yeah because i'm just like no i'm real like <laughs> no, fuck you i'm real 
I um, mean, but you might not be. There's actually there's actually a lot of research out there by like theoretical uh, not physician physics physics people. Um, Did you say who, theoretical physicians? Well, not what is the word for a physics physicist? Physicist. Thank you. <laughs> theoretical physicists who they say that it's like statistically like very likely that we're in a simulated reality because why is there no other life in the universe or that we something like that i don't remember the reasons but apparently it's very likely that we are in one and well then fucking never take me out of it because i mostly like it i mean you know you could take (laughs) there's cats there's birds there's cats and birds and trees loose dresses Loose dresses and mm. summer breezes and Chardonnay. <laughs> Oy. It's not. It's not too bad. Sometimes it sounds lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Zombie movies. I will not take any of those. Thank you. Yeah. I know. Um. <laughs> yeah. I just. Yeah. My my tiny brain is not. It's like when I look at um, like huge. Like if you go to like amazing natural landscapes and you just look at this thing and you're yeah. just like i'm so tiny i'm I love so that shit. yeah it, it freaks me out a little bit sometimes it's awesome i have a friend who's scared of space i'm scared of space too no Very. really yeah really oh yeah but can you like look up at it and be okay oh uh, yeah they can't she, look up she at won't it? look at pictures of space Oh, she's scared of space. She is. A, she's avoiding space like fully, like the way that I avoid violence on TV. She's avoiding space. She doesn't want to talk about it. She doesn't want to look at it. Not interested. It is not part of her life. She does not need to invite it in. Yeah. Does she like shriek and look away? Like, <laughs> I, ah! I don't know if they're shrieking, but there's definitely like looking away and changing the subject kind of a thing. Wow. Scared of I mean, space. I understand a piece of that. I'm not quite quite there i think that that pictures of space that i've seen are beautiful but um the concept of space to me is just like like i can't imagine it's i'm the same thing i'm in the same way with the ocean like i'm just like whoa no too big too yeah, scary fully um and space I can't is imagine, like so much bigger yeah i can't imagine being in a spaceship i lose my fucking mind yeah i'd be like i'd be like well, Major Tom is about drug use, but you know what? I'd be like, oh, it's touch. Like, <laughs> what if David Bowie were in the spaceship with you? And he was wearing his labyrinth costume. <laughs> <laughs> too much. Too I much. mean, it might change your opinion a little bit. You know, I only saw that movie recently in like the last three years. Yeah, I feel like I only saw it recently, yeah. too. And I, I couldn't help but notice that it was literally all about junior David uh, Bowie. Uh-huh. The like, dance in his I, pants. I <laughs> I'd gotten a little bit of advanced warning from Steve and then we watched it and I still wasn't prepared. It was like softcore porn almost. And this movie was for children. Uh Whoa. I can't even imagine. He had Jim uh, Jim Henson's Muppet in his pants. (laughs) (laughs) What a mighty fine Muppet. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, that was a a lot to take. Rest in peace, David. Rest in peace. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Thank thank you for that amazing performance. Both of you. That again. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, I think we I think we covered it. We did a pretty good job moving along there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and if we decide to try replica, we'll let you know. Or I, I can't or something it. will let you know. Because the privacy. Something will let you know. Yeah, you'll be <laughs> chatted by us, and you'll think that it's us, and really it's just some like fake personality. Maybe we should have like a like a like a code word next week or next time we Ooh. we 
podcast in case it's not me, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Code I, word pink flamingo. Pink flamingo? Yeah. All right. If I start it, I'll be sure not to tell Replica. Don't tell Replica. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I'm pretty impressed that we got through all three of these topics. Yeah, we did it. We did it. Um, hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Uh, once again, it's unsolicited. Mary and Jenny, um, give us some stars, please. Please like, do. Review us on like, iTunes. We're not afraid of stars. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we love them. Uh, Space, maybe, but not stars. Mm -hmm. And yeah, good reviews are always nice. Bad reviews, you just keep those to yourself. Or, or you can <laughs> you can email us if you think that we need to, uh, yeah. to you know, maybe you have a topic suggestion or you want us to stop swearing so much, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> Probably not. Um, will you remind me of the email address? Yes, it's unsolicited.jenny.mary at gmail.com. Thank you. I couldn't remember where the dots went. Um, There's a lot of dots. Yeah, and uh, theme music is by Wimps, Seattle band Wimps, and our cover art is by Allie Crichton, local artist. Yeah. And that's it. Cool. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.